The world went to hell around the year 2000, which is why Adam and Chad live less than 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, less than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Dude, you know I love kittens and puppies, right? You know, that's the one thing that I've known forever about you. Well, I know. Bull crap. Take that back. (laughs) You love kittens and cats. You don't really love puppies and dogs, okay? (laughs) You love kittens and cats because they leave you alone. Yes, I'm calling you out on that because I got two dogs. And the first thing you said when you didn't have to come over and record last season was, thank God I don't have to come to your house and be harassed by your dogs. Dogs are just so in your face and they're just so like, dude, just chill. Like, just back off. Like, I could not see my cat for a week in my house and it would just be like normal. Like, she's just doing her own thing. You wouldn't even know the difference. You'd be like, Oh, she'll come around eventually. If I if my if I walk into the room and I at least don't see a head pop up, there's something wrong. I'm like, did I leave him out in the blizzard? <laughs> oh, and I like the I like the uh, I, I, I honestly I like the bigger dogs because they're less yippy, they're less jumpy up on you, and that's the little thing. When you got the little yippy dog arr, 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 in your face and like trying to jump up on you, it's just like I I sometimes I'm just not there. Sometimes I'm just like I got a headache. I just got off work or something, and I gotta come over and have your dogs in my face. But yeah, but okay, this but, isn't but, the way but, I wanted to start the show. If, but what if you also end up having? What if you also ended up having the big dog? which is a puppy, get just as excited and jump on you. Now, instead of jumping at your ankle, he's jumping at your face. I just want to make this clear. No, you're absolutely right about that. It's it's <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. Give me like an old dog. Give me an old dog like Shadow in this movie. Okay. The movie is yes. homeward bound. Give me an old golden retriever that's like Hello, Ryan. You know, I don't I I don't, I don't even yes. remember the kid's voice. Hello, Adam. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 that's that's my speed. Don't give me a dog like Chance. Don't yeah. give me a dog like Chance. Well, Please you know, I God. Got, yeah, no, but I got to be honest, as much as I love Michael J. Fox, and you know Michael J. Fox has been like an idol of mine since I was, you know, 4. Both of us. For both of us. So, I shouldn't have I'm sorry. I shouldn't have taken all the credit. For both of us, he's <laughs> yes. been an idol. Even watching this movie, I'm like, and maybe it's because we're now on the, we're, we're, we've, we've now both crossed over the 40 mark, but I started finding myself going, yeah, I like the older dog in this movie. Michael J. Fox <laughs> drove me nuts. I'm like, dude, calm down, please. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, so I just watched you, me, it last night to get yeah. prepared for this. I watched every frame of it. And I'm like, oh my it was funny, but my God, Michael J. Fox, calm down. That's interesting. So you are specifically talking about Michael J. Fox's performance or the character Chance? Which one? Well, I know it's the character because okay. Michael J. Fox did a good job, but a little bit of Michael J. Fox even. There was a little bit of Fox in it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was, it's so funny. You know, you mentioned that. Okay. So Disney animator, John Pomeroy said that he was a virtuoso with the microphone. He's talking about Michael J. Fox. He's a virtuoso with a microphone and that he uh, improvised emotional nuances that weren't in the script. 
He loved Michael J. Fox's performance, and I agree. The, the, the character was very annoying, but, but MJF was spot on in delivering a tremendous performance. All, all of them. So what you're saying is he did such a good job, I was annoyed. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Then, then amazing. I mean, which uh, now going back, which is why I love Michael J. Fox so much. I mean, he did an amazing job. I mean, and just the play on the words that was in the script and putting the human elements into the dog's thought process. And this is one of the mm-hmm. few films where they don't actually, you know, have the dogs and cats' mouths talking. You know, in most yes. movies, they they shove peanut butter in their mouth, so you know, Mister Ed looks like he's talking to you. Sure. They didn't do that. So you truly just got the internal monologue, which mm-hmm. I think the reason is why is did you know that this movie is actually based on a true story off of another film that was shot in 1963 called The Incredible Journey, which didn't have any dog narration at all, just right. one narrator. Yes. So hence, I think they kind of kept that theme alive. This this movie takes me to my happy place. Like I, I can, this is this is just one of those that that just stays with you your whole life. And I I, I truly love this this film, and, and I, I I have so many things I want to cover today. I know some of the flaws that you're going to talk about probably, but there's, there's a couple things I want to say from the outset. I'm interested. I could not find any information on the budget. I know it grossed $41 million, yep. but since you have IMDb Pro, maybe you saw how much it actually cost to produce, and I wanted to get your take as a filmmaker. Maybe you saw this on IMDb Pro, or you could just give me an idea how effing hard this movie would have been to produce. Oh, my God. They always I've always heard a saying, you might know it a little better than I do, like working with kids and animals is the worst. Like never work with kids and animals or something like that. Yes, never I, work with I, kids and animals. That is a very true. <laughs> saying and this yeah. thing worked with all of them not just dogs and cats but, but you kids. had a cougar you had a bear you had a chicken a frog a porcupine a skunk an owl and and, uh, and chickens i mean you had other i uh, they, they, i they had so many animal trainers there were 10 different cats used for sassy the himalayan persian whatever and 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 four dogs each for each of the dogs because they needed breaks and stuff and i just can't imagine they, they took a uh, Seven weeks of training for the animals. And I'm just thinking, how, as a director, how how hard it must be to shoot these animals and get them to do what you want them to do. You know, it's funny you, you bring up the never work with animals and, and kids. As a filmmaker, I will admit, after that horribly traumatic scene of sassy being swept away and oh. and heaved off the waterfall they made you know first off it was traumatic because you're like oh my gosh they're literally letting the kids in the audience wonder if that cat is dead there was no mm. like there's no literally it went minutes before they cut back to the cat okay yeah. and they, then the dogs acted like she was gone she was gone so i mean they literally were messing with kids head but what mm. i wanted to say was you know shooting a cat in the wilderness is going to be infinitely harder than shooting dogs in the wilderness. So there was a part of me that went, did the producers go, listen, we're going to do this movie. You got to get rid of the cat for at least part of production. We cannot do it. 
I think you I think you're probably onto something there, dude. Because I mean, even even just having her off screen for I think it was just the cougar scene was the only part of their journey that she wasn't a part of. The cougar scene where no, they like and and where she little... was nursed back to health before hearing whatever. So there was like this whole storyline where she right. wasn't a part of them. It was right. at least a third of the movie. And that was like a controlled environment where she yeah. was being nursed back to health and a lot easier than out. I mean, yeah. there's got to be a reason why there were only four copies each of the dog, but more than double that number of cats. Of cats. Because they could probably only get a cat to do like one thing per day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like, dogs are way more responsive to treats and, and, and training and things like that. And it... You mentioned the that that scene, and 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 I remember watching it over the summer, thinking like, "Oh my god!" Like, how did they get that shot? Because there is a close up of the cat and like wet and and like rare, you know what I mean? And I'm like, how it would break my heart. It would absolutely as much as I love this movie, it would absolutely crush my soul. If I learned that animals were harmed in the making of this movie, I don't think and there I was. did extent what. I don't think there was. There was. Okay. You don't think there was. I thought all I heard was there was. And I'm like, what? Because I found out there, there nothing was hurt. They, they no, weren't, they weren't significantly hurt. Uh, we both must have gone deep dives into this. I, there was, I, I could not find a thing. I'm just so happy that I found out like on the, uh, I was looking for the website, but it was like the American Humane website, like said specifically how each and every stunt was done. Yeah. And that animals were not harmed. And that just that just warms my heart. That makes me actually appreciate this movie because if I learned they actually just put a cat down a river to get that shot, I would have been so heartbroken. I'd say, F*** this movie. I don't yeah. care how Michael J. Fox... But you know what? I'm sorry. A-list stars like Michael J. Fox and, and Sally Field, they're not going to be in a movie they're where they're going to hurt movie. animals. Yeah. They were already so, so famous by the time they did these voices. They would have never yeah. done it like that. Academy uh, Academy Award winner Sally Field had two Oscars coming into this. The guy who voiced Shadow had an Oscar himself. And of course, Michael J. Fox doesn't have an Oscar, but he's got like 10 Emmys yeah. from all of his work in TV and not, Spin City and Family to, Ties. Not to ruin filmmaking for people, but since we are on this topic, I was mm. actually looking for because I didn't do the research on whether anybody had any animals had been hurt until after mm-hmm. I watched it again. Yeah. And especially the cat in the in the river, you know, going off. I was looking really, really hard to, to, to see the difference. And basically, from what I can tell, is that the wide shots are literally like like just a, like an like a fake stuffed animal thrown in the river yep, 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 and then the was. close-ups are on like a little protected with the heads coming out and they're just mm-hmm. kind of shoving a little bit of water to make it look rough <laughs> <laughs> the close-ups were in a pool yeah and 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 some of the wide shots were uh first of all the cat was trained to swim mm-hmm. and and there was one there was one guy it was on a tether one guy like lets it go and then it swims to another guy Mm-hmm. And underneath, there are four different people making sure it's not going to yeah. drown. So, I, I mean, incredible. They, but you, that's but why, it was so hard to tell yes. that. I mean, it, it was looked so, scary. They did right. an amazing job shooting that. Exactly. And that's why I think of, of working with a film basically almost, you know, what, 60-75% of animals on screen. And then to do it humanely... And then to like make it so no animals are hurt, they took the time and effort. And that's why I wish I could see some details about how expensive was it to make? How long did it take to shoot? 
because it had to to do it the right way without hurting animals like had to be a, a really long period you know just as simple as like shadow at the end with his limp all they did was put a bead in his paw like that didn't hurt him but made it so he couldn't like put his foot down the right way wow. like everything they did was 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 with camera magic you, you, you know, yep. um, when Shadow fell into the hole, of course it wasn't an actual dog falling into the hole. Sure. They took their time. They did it right. And, and, and that, that just makes me appreciate the movie that much more. There are a lot of podcasts with comic book reviews and interviews with some of the greatest creators in the industry. But only one will tell you scientifically what the worst comic book of all time is. And the best. We've been ranking comic book stories for six years. We have a list with over a thousand comics on it, and we're adding more every month. More Rocket Ajax on the Greenlit Podcast Network. On the Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Uh, what's really cool about this is the, the the three dogs, the three main, or the two main dogs and the cat. So Shadow, Chance, and Sassy were their names. Their real names were Ben, uh, Rattler, and Tiki. And they were actually really close you know, pet friends. Life. They yeah. they were like they were in it together. They actually got along with each other and and would like you know hang out on set. I mean, like yes, they actually got along. How they had chemistry. Dope is that off they had screen? Chemistry. Yeah, that translated on screen. I do think it's interesting and weird, and maybe they just didn't want to like spoil the magic for the children or something. But only those three animals are credited. When there are actually, what, 18? Four, four, and 10? And, and so only of those 18 animals, only three were credited, which it, for whatever reason, that's fine. I think well, it's probably think, they didn't want to like list that in the credits and spoil the magic. Either that or all the most of the close-ups and most of the real camaraderie and sure. the heart of it were with the three of them. And the other ones were like wide shots far away. Stand-ins. Rivers, yeah. stand-ins, yeah. things like mm-hmm. that. And, 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 you know, you're not going to list all those people. So I don't want my childhood people. ruined. I don't want my childhood ruined. So from my perspective, I don't care how many, there's three main dogs <laughs> or two main, God, I got to quit saying that. From my perspective, there were two main dogs, one cat, and it was perfect. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it. The rest of them it was, didn't exist. <laughs> I found some really interesting stuff about the makers of this film. The co-producers were the producers from Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. It was written by the uh, writers of uh, Tim Burton's Nightmare on Christmas and Beauty and the Beast. So you've got tremendous like just cr- credentials right there. But and very Disney. And very Disney. Very Disney. Disney. <laughs> no, but they, I mean, they totally knew exactly what it had to be. And I think that's why the story is so heartfelt and, and like hits the right notes and pulls on the heartstrings in the right way. Totally. This was the most interesting part. Directed by Dwayne Dunham. He edited David Lynch's Blue Velvet, which is no. one of the most disturbing films ever. Are you serious? You know, that's the one with that weird scene in the closet and all yeah. that. And Dennis yeah. Hopper. And <laughs> oh so my gosh. He, 
Wild at Heart, which is another crazy David Lynch film, and the pilot for Twin Peaks. And then he does this? Yes. <laughs> how do you how do you go from that most amazing beautiful genre film that we love? Yes. To this. Like to this. I wonder, it could how, be more different. Yeah. I, I, it makes you wonder, was there a payday in it? Because that's a pretty big jump. And, and then get this. He edited every single episode of the Twin Peaks season three that came out in 2017. So it's like, I'm just wondering, like, what is this guy's true nature? I would venture to say it's more on the dark artistic side yeah. than the family friendly, vibrant Disney movie. We can't go through this process without me pointing just a few things that irked the ever-living out of me, okay? How about the big continuity error, error about wet, then dry, then wet? Did you, did you catch oh, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or when he gets hit by the, uh, by the uh, porcupine. porcupine and like mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the stingers that are in his face are on the wrong side in different yes. scenes. Like they, yes. they accidentally <laughs> switched it up. How do they, isn't there somebody devoted to continuity on set at all times? I thought they took like yeah. Polaroids or something. Yeah, it's called a so script they could, supervisor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get yeah. that it's hard and doing reshoots probably isn't much of an option. You know, if it's it's wrong, it's wrong. They had these animals, they were in their location. They couldn't get it redone, but it's like, that's why you've got a script super, supervisor. So yeah, they really screwed up. It's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to do. I mean, especially when you're dealing with, you got to remember, you're dealing with dogs and cats, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, your whole world's different. You're not dealing with an actor where you can walk up and go, hey, man, remember that you picked your glass up with your left hand, all right? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, it's different. You know, <laughs> like, there's sure. a lot more going into it. There's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more care that has to go in into that. So, I can't help. What? Your other nitpicks before I get to the heartstrings? No, um... And that was really my only net. I mean, there I have really no nitpicks. I mean, obviously, there's parts of this movie that are cheesy as all get out, but it's also a family movie. And and what's funny is by the time it got to the scary, like by the time it got to the shelter, and I love how they were like, oh, yeah, we sent them to the shelter for you to pick up. But then you get there, and this looked like the scariest dog pound on earth with the big <laughs> fat guy running around with gloves <laughs> and like, you know, a yeah. net. And literally, I'm like, oh, my God, I would shelter. Is that what a shelter is? I'm not buying it. Like, I would be out of there in a heartbeat, terrified. I mean, so much of this movie scared me as an adult. And it's homeward bound. A family Disney movie with the stars of it being dogs and cats. And I'm like, this is so scary. If I was eight watching this, I'd be terrified. I love this movie because it just it just takes you to a happy place. It has a happy ending, but it it, it has you know talking animals uh, or mentally telepathic animals or whatever you want to say. It, it's got good characterization within that. You've got the young rascal. You've got the sassy cat, very aptly named, you know, very kind of snooty. And, and, and then you've got Shadow, who's the old dog, the old reliable golden retriever, who is very well written and very well voiced. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and he was, I, there's so many moments in that movie that really genuinely kind of made me tear up. I, I'll never admit to crying. But like when they drop him off 
at, at the farm. And the little boy hugs the dog. And Shadow is saying, it's okay. He's like saying to his owners, like, it's okay, boy. I'll, you know, he doesn't realize that he's being dropped off, but he's like, what's the matter? Like, it's okay. Yep. And and again, it's the idea of the dog is being like, is the owner of the person ro- reversing those roles. And, and, and it's just, he's such a loyal, you know, we are going to go back. We've got to go find him and, and his leadership. And when he falls in the hole, oh my, oh my God. And he falls in the hole and they leave you hanging. I mean, they leave you. They go back to the humans and they never cut back to him getting out of the hole. No. You've just got cha- He's like, you have to go on. I'm too old. I'll never make it out of here. Go home. I don't, you know, I had a good life, you know, go home. And, and Chance, really Michael J. Fox brings a tremendous, like, come on, come on, Shadow. You know, you got to do this and, and you can do this. And, and it's just, what a great way. And then of course the end, uh, I don't remember who comes up first, if it's Chance or it's probably Chance first and then Sassy. And then Sassy. And then and then they, they everyone starts to go inside. Everyone starts to go inside. And he's just like, you know, he was the little boy is like, he was too old. You know, he's just too old. He was he, he couldn't have possibly make it. And, you you know, the last, you know, he's left in this pit. Yep. And and then, you you know, it's probably going to work out, but you don't necessarily know because Old Yeller did die. Is okay. Yeah. Is it one of those movies? We were we is were trained. Like we didn't Web? know. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> and then is all of, of a those? sudden, he yes. cuts through the trees and he's limping up, and it's just like, oh my god, he made it! He yeah. made it! Yes, and it's the human just... connection that I was cynical about about the family coming together, and just the score and the the awesome feeling of seeing him come up and them you know hug each other. It, for such a simple, easy, kind of cheesy movie, it's incredibly effective, and I love it. It 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 does, it makes me feel something in my cold black heart with all these barriers built up around from feeling anything or letting anybody get close to my emotional side. It breaks through, and I don't have a problem telling the world that I am I am absolutely moved by a G-rated movie designed for children that's family fun for the whole family and and is genuinely a fun happy movie that makes you feel good i love it this is my happy place movie no doubt season two is full of surprises 